0: If you don't know me, my name's David Ponder. I've been hit close in 18 years, right about 18 years. And uh, I was a little Baptist boy that came in here. And my wife grew up Assembly of God. I went to an Assembly of God church and with her on a revival in high school, we've been married 26 years. We dated for five before that. So I've known her a long time. And uh, anyway, we went to to the Assembly of God church and during the revival, they did a conga line around the church. It scared me. I'm like, I want no part of this. I'm never coming back. They had a drum set, you know, and I was like, what is this? But anyway, never say never is all I can tell you. Tracy Cartwright invited me. Uh, I was training her on the window. I worked for the post office. I've been with the post office 26 years. And uh, I was training her on the window, and she said, hey, we just built a new building. You ought to come out and check it out. Well, we came in the, in the back door. We walked in over there. And I just knew something was different. And there was different, different people, different races, different, different money types, just, just people I knew. And it was just awesome. And, you know, in the Baptist church, we didn't raise our hand to ask a question. You just didn't do it. So I was, I was here two years before I ever raised my hand in worship. So I am not the same guy that walked in here 18 years ago, and I thank God for that. And uh, anyway, I love Clausen. I truly believe the Lord is here. Otherwise, we're just wasting our time. And that's, that's the whole reason why I'm here. And every, whenever I come in the door, I go, Lord, what do you got? Let's, let's hear it. I want to see it. Let's do it. And that's, that's what we need to come to Clawson for. And that's, it's not personal. It's not a club. It's, Lord, what you got? And I, if we come with that expectation, we can rock and roll. The Lord's going to rock and roll. So anyway, the way the Lord works in me is, it seems to work, is I live out stuff. And I, then I go, Whoa, dude, Lord, what was that? And then later, as I'm in the Word or listening to something, he's like, "That's what it was. I told you, that's what it was." And I'm, and then, you, is that, am I the only one that does that, or are y'all in the Word a lot and you know it when it when it happens right, right beforehand? Y'all know all of that. Y'all can see it coming. Okay, well that's, that's I have to live it out. So anyway, I've been praying for my spiritual eyes to be open, my my spiritual ears to be open. And this year I told you that happened. Well, also this year I had to get glasses and I had to get hearing aids. And I'm like, Lord, can you, I, I was asking for more. I didn't want to, it wasn't a trade. You know, I wanted the spiritual and the physical. So I'm, I'm struggling. You see me turn my phone up. I'm turning my hearing aid up so I can hear you because I couldn't hear the prayer request. So anyway, this is fun. But, um, Pastor Kevin, the dude, I've been sitting under him for years and years in Sunday school, years in, in, in up here, and that dude is pouring it out the last few weeks. And I don't know if, you, if y'all you know it or not, but you can get on the Clawson.tv podcast and listen to, to his Wednesday nights. And they are, you sit in here and, you, and my head spins and I try to keep up with it because it's so good and you're, something pops in your mind and you look it up and it's just so good. But if you go back and listen to it again, it's even better. Because you're like, dang, I didn't hear him say that, and it ties it all together. So if you can get back on the podcast and listen to it. But I'm excited for what the Lord's doing in his life because you can see it on him. You can see the new wine in him, and you can just see he's excited. And you could am I the only one? I mean, it's it's exciting to be around him because that's what the Lord's doing. But anyway, so something I've been pondering on. My name's Ponder we think, we don't talk. So this is what I've been pondering on. So this, just stick with me on the talking is there's two different kingdoms at work. There's a light kingdom and a dark kingdom. And I'm, and I'm going through my, through my life and I'm, my truck starts making a sound and I crawl underneath it. I got it in my shop and I turn my light on my phone and I'm looking around and I can't really see anything. And I'm like, okay. So then I I get a little bit bigger flashlight cause I got one laying there and I turn the light on and I'm like, I really can't see anything still. So I said, well, I'll just deal with this another day. So I come back in and pull my truck back in. I get my shop light out. Like I'm finna find this thing. I still can't see it. So I said, well, I'm gonna park it outside in the daylight. I'm gonna be able to see it. So guess what? I can see some, some more light. And then as I'm going through this, Jess has a friend come over and it's a lady she works with And she's just, she's telling her problems, and it's a good person, but she's made some bad decisions, and bad decision on top of bad decision on top of bad decision, and your heart breaks. And she was telling me about it, and I'm like, dang, how do you get in that situation? And I'm I'm talking about, like, you don't know the answer, you don't know, you don't know who the baby's daddy is that kind of that kind of situation and it just that's a spiral we get in and i'm not judging anybody but I'm, I'm sitting there and i'm thinking man that is dark like why why can't she see that that that's not a good decision and why would you do that and but you, your heart breaks because you can see him hurting and you can see the life that she's having to live because she's in bondage and doesn't know it and uh so there's light and there's dark there's light and there's dark so aiden we're riding, we're outside, and Aiden's riding his bicycle, and um, he needs air in his tire. Well, we, we got an air pump, you know, one of those kind of things, and I said, hey, let's go in the garage and you get your air pump, and we'll air it up. So we go and look, and the garage is open, it's daylight, and we walk to the shelf, and we're looking, and we, we can't see it. And I said, well, I know I put it on the shelf. He says, let me go turn the light on. I said, okay. So he goes around the cars, and as soon as he does it, I said, well, let me just turn my phone. And I turn the light on, and the air pump is sitting right there in front of me. So I'm like, dude, you know, we need some light. There's, a, there's the light, the kingdom of lightness, and the kingdom of darkness. And I see everything physical and spiritual. And the, and the Lord just speaks to me that way sometimes. But uh, John Jacobs, I'm riding with John Jacobs. So I go to a watchman group every Tuesday night. men there's some of you guys in here, yeah, it is awesome. You talk about a real thing, this is my plug to get to get y'all to come, because for so long, men get together, and we just play games, and we go home. Watchmen is not that. Watchmen is come together, worship, get in the Word, and pray, and then we have a discussion, and we talk about it's real. It is real, and it's stuff that we've been praying for for years to come out, and there's, there's, there's bondage being broken. There's freedom happening. And it's, it's amazing to see the Lord moving in that. So that's my plug, Tuesday nights, Paul Nolan's house, 6 o'clock, okay? Anyway, I'm riding with John Jacobs. We're going to Burl's house. And, Burl, and uh, John is talking about the wastewater plant. And he's talking about that. And he says, we treat the sewage with ultraviolet light. I'm like, dude, there's something with all this light. I mean, you, you treat poo? With, with light? So it's just like hot dog. So anyway, I get on this because we all have issues in our life, and the way to deal with this issue is shine a light on it, okay? But there's a few problems, and one of the problems is we live in a dark world. We just do, and the more the more I grow with Christ, when you first start out, you're like, he says, work on this. And you're like, okay, I'll work on that. So you fix it. And then he says, work on this. And you're like, okay. So you work on that. And sometimes it's quick and sometimes it takes years and sometimes it's a few months, but you work on it. And then you fix that. And then he says, good job, work on this. And you're like, dude. I didn't know this was going to be work. I mean, I'm just trying to just do the right thing here. Why do you keep bringing more stuff up? The, problem, the, the thing is, the stuff that he's telling you to work on has got you trapped and you don't know it. And the more that you learn and the more that you clean stuff up in your life and the more that you grow, you get to a point where you're like, what's next? Tell me what's next because I want to know the next step because you've, you've got healing. You've got restoration in your marriage. You've got the next step with your kids, you've got, you've got clarity, and you just want more and more and more. So what I'm trying to get as light. Go back to the youth room. You, have y'all been in the youth room? It looks cool. It's dark. It's black. It's got lights and everything, but didn't turn the light on in it. The walls are scratched up. The molen's down there. It's all. It's it's, there's no molen. It's missing. The floors. I mean, it's just. It's just. It's beat up. The the youth are youth. They're hard on it. But you don't know it in the dark. When you get the light, you can see it. So, the more you grow, the more you want to grow. What I said a while ago. This world is dark. Just look at the news. And we can we can we can say it's not, but it is. But let me ask you this: Who is the ruler of this world? It's Satan. We think it's Jesus, but it's Satan. And uh, in several places in the Bible, um, it says, well, just just in Ephesians six twelve, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. John twelve thirty one. now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. Hey, the way I teach from the way I talk y'all feed me back. Feel free. You got questions, you got comments. Let's do this. Otherwise, we're going to be done in about 25 minutes, okay? So, All right. So, the Bible reveals Satan was originally created as a holy angel of the class of cherubim. However, because of pride, and I can list these verses, but I'm not going to. It's just too many. He rebelled against God and convinced many angels to follow him. The name Satan is derived from From the Hebrew, blah, 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 Satan, which means adversary, opponent, accuser, opposing party, the one who hinders a purpose, in a very special sense, the enemy of God and all those who belong to God. Other names for Satan include the shining one, Lucifer, the evil one, the tempter, accuser of the brethren, god of this world, the prince of power of the air, the serpent, the great red dragon, murderer. and He's a murderer and a liar. He's compared to a lion that prowls about looking for someone to devour and one who disguises himself as an angel of light. So can we agree that this world is dark and he's the ruler here? Let me ask you this. How did he get his authority here? What's that? He gave we gave it to him. Man gave it to him. Um, I wasn't convinced until this year. I've read it all my life that demons were, the, demons were the real, demons were this, demons were that. And you read it through the Bible until you actually see it. I, I don't know what to tell you. The Bible says in many places, give them ears to hear, eyes to see. Hearts to understand. I mean, it's all through the Bible, and you cannot see it until you see it. What I'm trying to get to, you, to see you tonight is I'm laying a foundation that it's real. There are two kingdoms, light and dark. And, and Pastor Kevin pointed out a few months ago, he said, uh, just look at, look at Matthew 4, 8 through 15. He says, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. That's darkness. He didn't have, how could he offer him something if he didn't have something to offer? Jesus could see it. Jesus knew it. It's real. The Bible is real, y'all. And I love this. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. There's light. So well, we already asked this. How did Satan get, get his power? We gave it to him. And God said, let us make man in our image. I feel like I'm going a little bit remedial here because you guys are the Wednesday night crowd. And I've, I'm intimidated to be speaking to you guys because I'm like, dude, what can I possibly teach them? So I'm going remedial here, but I'm going remedial because I literally could not see this till this year. 18 years in this church... 11 to 12 years as a board member, and I couldn't see this. So, hello is all I'm telling you. Look out, because this is the real stuff, okay? So, and God said, let us make man our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Dominion. He gave us dominion over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, the image of God. He created him male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and every living thing at the moment that moveth upon the earth. So he gave us the dominion and we gave it to Satan. Darkness. So what did God do about it? I can't hear you. I'm sorry, my hearing. Uh, That's what he did. He sent light into the world. So point number two, Jesus is the light. And this is, I've learned this this year. This blew my mind. When God created the world, he said it with his word. And he said, let man have dominion over the world. Okay? So he had to come as a man to get dominion back over the world. What? So he came as a man to give us the power back. Amen, hallelujah, all right? So, Colossians 1. This right here can preach itself, and i would about run out of my chair this afternoon reading it. I was like, anyway, so hopefully it comes across that way as it did then, if not, hey, I got a kick out of it. Colossians 1, 12. And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the holy people in the kingdom of light, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And it says the supremacy of God. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For Him all things were created. Pastor Cashman talking about this. All things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones of powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything he might have the supremacy for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him reconcile himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That's a lot. He did a lot in a little bit of time. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. And this is what we're going to get into talking about darkness and light. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. So he, he went and took the authority back. And then what did he do? He gave it back to us. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Because he loves us and wants us to have free will. And he wants us to learn and walk with him and talk with him and, and realize that he's our creator. And he has a plan for us. All of this. So anyway, let me get into this. Matthew 18, 18 through 22 Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to two of you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they, they ask, it will be done for them by the Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am in their midst. So, yeah, problem solved, done, right? Nope. Because the problem is this battle of light and darkness, it's in us too, it's in our flesh. It's in our hearts, it's in our spirits. So, number three, we're no better than Adam. You know, Adam had one job and he failed. We got one job and we fail every day, constantly. Um, Sometimes we walk in darkness and know it. So I want y'all to help me here. Becky, can you come up? Y'all are gonna help me. We're We're gonna expose some darkness. And I want to show you, and and we know this, again, this is remedial, but we get sidetracked and we get trapped and we get blinded by what we're doing. And we, our hearts get hard and we just get lost. And that's why we need a Savior. So give me a, give me a, a sin, something that, That captures us. I'm sorry, you got to be loud. Don't go on it. Pride. 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 That is a. what? You know what? I was gonna put. I wanted to put that number one, and we did it. And I'm sorry about my writing too. So what we're gonna do tonight? We're gonna contrast darkness and light. So what is the opposite of pride? It's right, humility for me. You don't overcome sin by more sin. You don't overcome pride by more pride. You do the opposite of it. Okay, give me something else. Got Golly, y'all are hitting the big ones. Unforgiveness. I don't have one. Here, can or somebody write better than me? There you go summer. Okay, so what's the opposite of forgiveness? Unforgiveness. Oh, I said it. That was too easy. I gave that one to y'all. Forgiveness. So, can this lead to pride? Can this, can this, lead, to, can this lead to bondage? Yeah. Can somebody give me a verse on it? Sure you can. What about when he's talking about the guy that... Um, I'll just read it. It'll be easier. He's talking about the guy that had the money and, he, and the king forgave him. And he went back and found the other guy. And he said, shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? And then the angry king sent him to prison to be tortured until he has paid his entire debt. And this is what I want to show you in the Word of God. The Word of God shows what Pastor Kevin has been talking about. God using evil to get us out of where we're at. But this says, he said, that then the anger king sent the man to prison and tortured him until he paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Hello, that's bondage. That's torment. We don't want to walk in this darkness, but we we just do because we can't see it for what it is. All right, give me something else. Hatred. What's the opposite of hatred? Love. Love. I'm sorry, I can't hear. Somebody say something else. Greed. Greed. Contentment. What would be that? What would be like for that? Yeah. Come on. Are you? Lust. Hello. I know you women don't have this problem. But us men do. And I'm being facetious. Y'all got the same problems we got. Y'all just don't talk about it as much. But us men, this is a real deal for us. Purity. What does lust lead to? All kinds of issues. It can lead to adultery. It can lead to disease it can lead to divorce it can lead to families being divided up it can lead to death, death. you 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 got it right right there um come on you guys y'all are so clean y'all don't even have any issues we're good kids lust of the flesh yeah lust of eyes. yeah let's see it Yep. All right, so put porn up there. Put porn, too. We can justify this. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm getting a release. Uh, this, this is better for me. You cannot, a man cannot heap coals in his lap and not get burned. What did Jesus say? Do not, you've heard it said don't commit adultery, but I tell you, if you've, man, looked at a man looked at a woman with lust in his heart, he's already committed adultery in his heart. All of this, it's all tied together. This is a big one to me. This is what I battled in my life. I've got an ex brother in law, which I still call him my brother in law, that is so addicted to porn and he's 83 years old. And it's still, that's his yeah. most favorite thing to do. Yeah. Watch it on his computer. I'm going to give you a little bit of my testimony here, okay? <laughs> the spirit of lust will jump on you when you least expect it. And when you're a little kid or something, you find something in. The, I found mine in a, in, a, in a ditch. Somebody had threw the magazine out in the ditch. And there was a bunch of us boys running around on our bicycles, building a fort, whatever have you. And we found this magazine. Well, we found two of them. So we took them back to our fort, hid them in the fort, looked at them for a while. That was somebody, this is what blows my mind. That was somebody, I think, that was struggling with it and said, I gotta get rid of this mess and threw it out the window. And they just planted a seed and the devil took it and planted it in the seed. In my heart, in my brother's heart, in my buddy's heart, all of this, and I won't even go through the destruction that it did in my brother's life. This stuff is bondage, and it has come to kill, steal, and destroy you. Anyway, so I battled this all my life until until this year. When, I, when my eyes got opened to the spiritual realm and what I was allowing into my heart, I am scared to look at anything that, that even leads that way because I know what it leads to. But... Starting out, my wife would ask me, are you looking at this? No. Are you looking at this? No. Are you looking at this? No. If you can't admit you've got a problem, you will never defeat it. God will never be God over something that you won't admit exists, okay? So my wife, finally, she, she confessed something she did when we were dating. Nothing bad, nothing horrible. It hurt, but it hurt me. And then she asked me again, are you looking at this? And I'm going to hurt her back. Yeah, I'm looking at it. And because I admitted it and it came to the light, that's when my healing could start. When my heart wasn't right, but because it came to the light, I was able to start battling it. Does that make sense? So get, if you've got a secret, get it out of your life. And that was some things that my wife and I have worked through this year also, is some stuff I carried as a kid that I told. I'm never telling anybody that. I'll go to my deathbed without telling somebody that. And, and, and you go back and you see somebody gave me the scripture. I should have had it ready. But I, what does it say about their sins getting passed down to the third and fourth generation? Oh, yeah. I started seeing some of this stuff affect my kids. And I thought, this ends here. I did not want any more secrets in my life or anything else. So I, I sat my wife down and I said, and when you're, when, you're, when you're hiding something like that, you think every time she says something negative to you, you're so unworthy. And I'm just telling you, there's freedom that I've gotten this year. She says something that doesn't even mean what you think, what she's trying to say, but you hear something worse because you're already condemning yourself in your heart. Does that make sense? And whenever she was able, whenever I was able to tell her something, you talk about a weight off. My daughter's in here. <laughs> but this is real, baby. This is real. And. She basically told me something she'd been carrying all her life, and you know what? It, it wasn't even bad, but it was secrets that were eating us up inside, because the devil is a is a a liar, and he tells you you're no good, and you do 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 do, do, do. Y'all hear him? Y'all hear the same voices I hear? He is a liar. Put lies up there. And this is something we do. We do this constantly without even knowing. How are you doing? I feel good. I'm doing great. No, you're not. You're struggling. You are never going to get over something you don't admit it exists. And that's, that's easy stuff. But we lie on our taxes. We lie on our, come on, give me something. White lies. White lies. There's, there's black lies too. Oh, no tax, but no yeah, but I mean. Oh, but that's just a little, right. When you are doing this stuff, you are opening up doors in your life for the demonic to happen. You are giving them legal permission to come into your life and cause havoc. And you don't, we don't even know it. Give me something else. What? Oh, man. What is he Gluttony. My daughter brought me a milkshake last night, and I was already full. I had a ribeye and two mashed potatoes and two, two beignets. And then I had the milkshake, too, because every time she comes on with a milkshake, I said, you bring me one? Well, she brought me one. And guess what I did? I ate it. Every bit of it. Gluttony. Thanks, Burl. Uh, poverty that's bondage y'all that's bondage in the way that we're raised that we think we have to live like this that this is just how we're going to be give me something else Debbie laziness laziness. dang I cannot hear yeah laziness What's, it. The, what's the opposite of laziness? Uh, rest, you know. Well... <laughs> hard work? What does it say about hard work? That's good for you. We, well, He put us to work when he made us. Go tend the garden. But what does it say about hard work? Yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, the man that tills his, tills his ground will live in... Will prosper the one that lives in fantasy will die. What's fantasy? Unreal. How about Facebook? Is that fantasy? Is video games fantasy? What's work in your land? It says work, whoever works their land will grow and prosper. What's working your land? Work. It's that. It's getting in the Word. It's tilling the soil in your heart. All of that. Come on, give me some more. Oh, oh that's- what do you do? What is it? What is it? The seven things God hates? Gossip's one of them. Stirring up strife in a brotherhood. Big, 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 big. You go out and say something bad about brother or sister so and so, whether it's true or not. That's something God hates. And we do it. We do it. Why? And we are no better than, than Joe Blow sitting right beside you. None of us. Who the heck do we think we are? Okay, sorry. So gossip, what would be? I don't know the opposite of gossip. Yeah, anger. Right. Anger. Well, there's a be angry and sin not. There's a way to be angry and, and sin not. Backbiting. Uh, backbiting. Alcohol. alcohol. It's not alcohol, it's drunk, right? To some people. To some people, he tells you you, you don't touch that. That's. 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 I agree with you. I mean, Jesus drank wine. He made it. Okay. Yeah. We're, not, we're not solving that, that riddle tonight. Okay. We're staying away from that one. Uh. So. Addic- all of this is, leads to addiction. Yeah. Ungodly friends. Lord tells you to. Hey, let's get away from him today. Let's no. Let's just get away from him. He's taking you down a path you don't need to go to. And guess what you do. You read, back over at him. This blew my mind. One more night with the frogs. Y'all ever heard that? One more night with the frogs. Go back to Pharaoh, and Moses is there, and he sends a plague of frogs. Okay, and 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 Moses gives him an option. God, I don't know if it's God or Moses. I can't remember. He says, "We can. We'll take the frogs away. When do you want us to do it?" And he said, "Do it tomorrow." How blind is Pharaoh to see that this is this is crap to him? But he's just like one more one more not to be all right. How many times do we say one more hit, one more drink, one more look? We do it. That's how wicked our hearts can be. We we. This is where we tend to go. This is how we battle it. Anxiety fear. What does he say about anxiety and fear? In everything, prayer and supplication. Give it to the Lord. Faith. Is, yeah, that's a good one. Faith. How are we doing? Are we keeping up? Keep, catch us up if we didn't. Ooh. Tithe. Tithe. Paying your tithe. Is it a curse not to pay the tithe? But we don't pay it because we don't believe the Word of God, so we just decide it'll be all right. We are cursing our finances if we don't tithe. Not only that, it says, uh, test me. I'll open up the windows and pour out. Pour it out. And I will rebuke the devourer for you. Yeah. Hey, you, y'all deal with that in your own hearts. But I tithe. You know why I tithe? Because it's easy. 10% done. I know I did that right. Everything else, I'm like, did I say that the right way? Did I, should I have been a little nicer? Tithe is black and white. Done. It's easy. You get it at the end of the year. Oh, I missed one. Round it and be done. I mean, it's easy for me. I love it. Yeah. What about idols such as accomplishments? and businesses and sports and whatever. Oh, yeah, that's good. Okay. All right. So are we clear on this? Self-loving. Dad, comment. What'd you say, Bo? Self-loving. Oh, see, I shouldn't have forgot that. Doggone it. I'm just, yeah. Hobbies. I put hobbies in here. Hobbies are good, but if it takes you away from your family, it's not good. It's bondage. Double-mindedness. All right. So we're good on this this part, we think? Yeah. We beat it to death? The- so tomorrow we're not going to do any of this. No. <laughs> Let's turn over today. Okay. Now I just want to run through some verses in this. So that was number, number uh, three. Sometimes we walk in darkness and know it. And we just decide... This is what we're going to do. This is how I'm made. This is just who I am. Is that true? Or is that a lie? It's a lie. So 1 John 5 through 9, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another And the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sins. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us for our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. John 12, 35-37. Then Jesus told them, you're going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still could not believe him. First Peter 2-9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Okay. First Peter 2-9. Two I'm trying to, trying to find my place. James one fifteen. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. That's what this stuff leads to. And this is bondage. Bondage. Is bondage good or bad? Bad. bad. So, sometimes we know we sin. Sometimes we walk in darkness and don't know it. Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way that appears to be right in the in the end leads to death. And I gotta be, I'm being completely honest with you guys. For the last couple years, I had decided that I was good enough. And this is just, and I didn't even realize I was doing it. But hey, I made it. This is I'm gonna be just a good person. I'm gonna live my life and go on. And if you're not in the word daily, if you're not dying to your flesh, if you're not, there's two different types of the Word of God. And I, this is, there's Logos, is that right? Logos and Rhema. Logos is the, the word in the, in the Bible. Rhema is when the Lord speaks to you. And when you're not in the Word and you're just going through your motions and, and pretending, you're in bondage and you don't even know it, Okay. We went through something in this church and I was I was fighting Josh because I knew the truth and by God, I wasn't going to let him tear the church up because I knew the truth. Remind you, I'm not in the word. I'm not praying. The board calls for fasting. I said, I'm not fasting. I'm not doing it. I know the truth. I let a I was in bondage. And I, it was, it was, I'm i I'm telling you, a spirit came on me, okay? I thought I was doing the right thing. I told you how much I love Clawson. I was not in the Word. I was not listening to the Lord. I was just going through the motions. And if you're doing that daily, you're in a bad, bad spot. This spirit came on me. For a year and a half, I could not sleep. I didn't know what it was. I'm just living my life, going through it. We go through, and I can't sleep. I go do sleep studies. I get a breathing mask. Uh, My nerves are shot. I got anxiety. I'm praying about it. I'm taking pills. I'm taking, I don't remember what it is. My wife can tell you. I don't like medicine at all because I don't like the way it makes me feel, so I got off of it. My dad had anxiety. I thought, well, I just inherited this, whatever. I had restless leg. I couldn't sleep. I'm taking... Penton for my Ale- I don't see, I don't even know the names of them. That's how much I hate them. But for a year and a half, two years, I could not. I was I was I was horrible. I could not sleep in my bed. I would go to bed for an hour and a half, two hours. I'd get up, go sleep, go into the recliner. If I got six hours of sleep, that was a good night. I thought, yes, I'm talking two and a half, three hours for years. Okay. I love. The people that were on the other side of this. I could not see it. And they cannot see it. I could see, during, y'all saw me. uh, Most of y'all did. Whenever we had our meeting. I could see it, not see it. See it, not see it. See it, not see it. I was in torment. The Lord told me, he said, you've got to say this. I could, when I could see it, it was clear as day. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding you, 30 seconds later, I couldn't see it. What the heck did we just do? What the heck happened? What, what in the world? Lord, what's going on? And I could not see it. And all I kept hearing was, find the truth, the truth will set you free. Find the truth, the truth will set you free. We went through that thing, and I went to work that Sunday night. It was Sunday night. I didn't get any sleep. And I went to work that Monday. I went to work at like four. I'm like, I'm to just get up. I went to work. And the um, lady that works for me came in the door, and I told her, I said, I feel like I have killed a kid, and I want to shoot myself. And I was under flat out torment. And this went on for four to five days, and I could not get any peace. I just wanted to run away, and I had nowhere to go because I. It was horrible. We had my kids' 18th birthday party. We went to somewhere. We went out to spend all kinds of, what is it called? Texas Day, Brazil. We spent a fortune. I didn't enjoy that one bit. I was scared to death to be out. This, there was a, a demonic spirit on me. I kept hearing, find the truth, the truth set you free. Debbie would talk to me on the phone. I could get a little clearer, get a little clearer, because she was speaking truth. She was speaking truth. And I, I, got, I got it, I got it. And I lost it. I could see it, not see it. See it, not see it. When you're in this, you can't see what's going on. When you're in, I wasn't even, didn't even know I was in sin, but I was battling the authority that God has placed in my life, trying to divide something that I loved the most besides my family. Does that make any sense to y'all, to me? It didn't, but anyway, find the truth, the truth will set you free. And I started going back. And making a timeline of things that had happened in, in, in a, over the last year and a half, two years. And I got down to the end. And I read some emails. And I'd read the emails before. But as I was making the timeline and going through it, I read an email sent to me, to the board, talking about us. And I could see it. I mean, immediately, I could see it as the evil that it was. And immediately, that spirit broke off of me. Amen. And I, I, I kid you not, Kendra, who's the lady that, that works for me, she, she, she was just knew what I was in torment. I, I thought, literally thought, this is why people go to Rusk. They lose their mind, and they have to go to Rusk. And I thought, sign me up. I called my wife. I said, hey, this was, this was Thursday morning. I said, hey, call the doctor. Give me some sleeping pills, and get me a nerve pill. i got to have something. i got to get some sleep. That Thursday at 2 o'clock, I'm, I'm going through this stuff, and this thing breaks off of me. It's immediate. And I walk around the corner, and Kendra says, You're different. She could see it. And I said, I am, and now I'm pissed. I see it. And y'all, the Bible is real, 100% real. And I'm not going to go into more of that because it's, it take, it's just not the time. And it take what hours anyway. But you cannot see it when you're in. The Bible says, what does it say? It says, not that they can't see, not that they don't see. It says, no, it says not that they won't see, they can't see. It says they, they're not able to. Somebody help me out on that verse. It doesn't say they don't want to see it. It just says they flat out cannot see it. And that's where we get in our lives. Um, huh? I butchered it. I know I did. No, 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 no. And you can actually, I can actually answer my phone. I thought somebody was telling me something. But uh, uh, one's work. One is work and one is my personal, sorry. Uh, anyway. Check this out. Proverbs, no, Daniel 2.22. Uh, he reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells within him. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. First John 1, five, and then John 8.12. Jesus spoke again to the people. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? There's two kingdoms going on. There's darkness and there's light. There's darkness and there's light. Every decision you make, you get to choose between darkness and light. And sometimes dark looks like light. And if you're not in the Word, the Logos Word and the Rhema Word you can get lost. Luke 11, 34. The eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is clear, your whole body also is full of light. But when it's bad, your body is full of darkness. Your light, your worries, a light into my feet and a light into my path. If you're not walking it out, you have darkness. And if you don't, if you're not putting light in your eyes, it, we've already discussed it. What's this world? Dark. That's what you're getting. Whether you want to or not, if you look at the news, if you look at just, just have somebody cut you off driving down the road. If you're not filling your eyes with light, you're getting darkness. Always, always, always seek the truth. Find the truth. The truth will set you free. If you don't know what the truth is, ask questions. Ask it in love, but ask the questions. By all means, ask the questions. Um, well, we got another hour. No, we don't. We got 37 minutes. Okay, Debbie, can you help me with this? This is what I want us to show, show y'all. This is what really blew my mind. And I need, I need five people to take their phones out over here for me. Burl, you got your phone? phone? Yeah, turn your flashlight on for me. Three more over here. Give me four over here. Stephanie, Aaron, you got your phone? Can you do it, Deb? One more. No, I don't. I don't need the phones. I need the lights out. Get it off of me. When I did this for the men's group, this broke my heart. Can we get it, Deb? This is the world we live in, except this light's not just burning. Some maybe this light is. This is the light over Clausen. It's a brighter light than most because it's the Lord. But this is the world we live in. And if you're in the back trying to get around and you don't have the light, which is Jesus, you can't tell where to go. Remember I told you about the lady talking to my wife and how she was in darkness, and and it hurt my heart to see it? She couldn't see it. You cannot see it. The light is Jesus. The light is Jesus in our hearts. The light is what we're putting in our minds, in our eyes, in our soul to be able to spread the light to go more. Somebody else turn their phones on. It gets brighter and brighter and brighter the more you're in the light. Imagine trying to go down this hall without the light on. Oh, yes. Thank you, Debbie. You can't see. Somebody, y'all turn your lights out for me. When you're not in the Word and you think you can see where to go, you really... That's what you end up doing yourself. You hurt yourself, and you don't know it. You're still trying to make the way. You think you got it figured out. What you gonna do, you're gonna trip and fall because we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing as followers of Christ. You, I told you, the world is just dark, and we're in it. Okay, turn it back on for me, Deb. Well, that's better. Remember we talked about, we're going to get done early. We talked about lust. Everybody turned their phones off. And this is what I did for the men. When I'm horrible. Anybody a good artist? No artist? Artist? Jack, can you draw a woman? Okay. So... So men, men, remember, we are, most of our battles are lust, okay? So say we got this woman at work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to mess this up again. I did a horrible job. All right, so Jess, come up here. Let me trace, chase, trace you. Are you trying to draw glass? I'm trying to draw an hourglass, and I can't do it. So like this. I should have practiced because I messed it up. Yeah, I know, but it's easier said than done. So this is what, this is what, that's her legs. That's her legs. Okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Okay. All right. I know the guys at, at, in the group are like, I'm cured. I'm no, no more problems anymore. I'm cured. <laughs> what this is, this is the woman at work that talks to you a little bit nicer than, the, than your wife at home because y'all were fighting this morning, that tells you how good you are, that maybe wants to go out to eat lunch with you, that the enemy is lying to you and he's masquerading his light. Debbie, turn the light out for me. Now, y'all, y'all, y'all uh, hang on. Y'all got your own issues, okay? It can be, go ahead. It can be uh, drugs because, hey, it helps me go away, helps me get, get out of reality, my light and went dead. Hang on. Oh, there it is. I hit it twice because I was trying not to blind y'all. Okay? But the enemy masquerades light. And it looks like a good thing. And so you go to it. So what about, what, what else? What else? Drugs, alcohol, because we can escape. We can have a good time. And he does all that. The problem is, once you're trapped, what you think was a good looking woman and it's got you. This is what you end up being trapped with. David, turn it on for me. And then it's too late. <laughs> but drugs, alcohol, the same thing. Now, Bob's a good-looking guy, but he's not a very good-looking woman, okay? So, I did it with David Snyder and the men's thing, and he's a little bit rougher than Bob, maybe, but... That's how the enemy works. He tricks you into into something that looks good, but once it's got you, it leads to death. Not that Bob's death, but it's not what... Look at my wife over there. She's the real deal. I'd a whole lot rather have her than Bob, you know? So, y'all are quiet. Do y'all have anything else you want to ask or say or... I, I, if I can't draw a naked woman I, I'm going to say that's a win You know so, uh, That's all I got Thank y'all for listening to me um, this, Like I said I think about stuff But when I actually start writing it down It's like the Lord just And I'm lazy We talked about laziness He tells me to write a journal Debbie I'm glad you said that. Holy Spirit. What does it say? Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here. And He says, don't do that. Y'all hear it? Don't, Don't do that. He's here. We take a step. He says, don't do that. Okay? So, don't do that. 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 And before long, you can't hear the Holy Spirit. That's what you're doing one step at a time. That seems like nothing, but it leads to where you can't hear, to where you can't see, to where you don't know what to go, where to go. So thank you for bringing that up. Do not quench the Holy Spirit because that's our helper. When Jesus left, he said, I want to tell you more things, but right now you can't handle them. But I will send you a helper who will lead you and guide you and tell you everything you want to know. He knows everything about this world because he created it. Remember, he's three in one. Three in one. And he's our helper, but we walk away because the devil's got something shiny over here that we think is better. And it's a lie from the pit of hell. Okay. Actually, ever heard the voice of God? Many, many times, and wow. this year he has flooded me, and I—it oh, is so good. The first time I ever heard God, y'all've heard him. You just don't know you've heard him. I was out in my garage at one o'clock at night, and I had—I've got a three cars in there, and I'm working on a weed eater, and it's one o'clock in the morning because my kid, my son, is little, like, like baby, baby. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do something. I've got to do it at night. And I'm working on this weed eater, and this spring in the weed eater head, you know what I'm talking about? You put the spool. it went pew, and I heard ding, 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 ding. And I probably said a bad word. And I said, Lord, I will never find this if you don't help me find it. And I heard him say, look up. And I said, I just did. I just asked you where it was. He said, no, look up. There was one spot I could put a ladder up in that in that shop with all the junk and everything else. And I put the ladder up and I've got 10 foot ceilings. And I'm not, this is the first place I looked y'all. I climb the ladder and I get to the top of the fluorescent light that's hanging there. And my eyes, when I walk up, that spring is sitting right there on the top of the fluorescent light. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And he's done that time and time again. And I told you about the struggle this year, he's given me dreams. He spoke to me. And I, I wouldn't trade those times for anything in the world. And he's done that through the, through the past. And you know what? He does it, and the devil comes and pulls that out of our memory. Remember, I, I was just trying to tell you all that he's telling me to journal. And if I would have written down stuff over the years, and I could go back and look when he's told me, Miss Brenda does that, y'all. Miss Brenda has heard from the Lord, and she writes it down. And when she brings it out, there ain't no doubt it was the Lord. Because you can go back to the date and say, this is what it was, and this is, I didn't know what it, what it meant, but this is what he spoke. And it's exactly what happened. You all, we all have the Holy Spirit. We, and he speaks to every single one of us. But you got to be over here. You got to be in the Logos word and the Rhema word you got to be doing it. You got it is life or death, blessing and cursing. The Bible is real. This is where it's at. This is where your creator who designed you and made you and is telling you how to walk and how to talk and how to grow. It, it, but we are just human. And he knows it. And he loves us anyway. And he knows we're made of dust and whether walk by sight and not by faith. My goodness does he love us. And he wants so much more than where we're trying to go ourselves. I, I've been to Clausen 18 years and we've, we've done some, some changes. We, 18 years goes on. A lot of stuff goes on. And what I, how I would like for Clausen to be is not even close to what God has for Clausen because there's, we've been through some changes and like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And every time the Lord shows up, if the Holy Spirit's here, we can rock and roll. It don't matter if there's nothing the way I want it to be. When you walk in here with a critical spirit, the lights are too, too bright, the music's too loud, the, you name it. I didn't get my chair. Somebody got my chair today. Are you think you're gonna get anything from the Lord? What spirit are you listening to? Darkness. Now, you come in here looking for light. Lord, what do you have for me today? Lord, speak to me. Lord, I'm struggling with this. Help me with this. I can't tell you how many times. You ask me, the Lord speaks to me. How many times down here in worship, you need to go apologize to Jessica. No. You need to go apologize. You're right. I mean, it's just, I come in. Not wanting to die to my flesh. I'm the only one. But I get, he speaks to you so much if you'll just listen. Anyway. Yes, ma'am. So just to clarify, you were out of the Word. You were doing your, what you thought right. And you weren't sleeping. When the Lord showed you... Oh! From that day on I've slept in my bed almost every night, unless I eat too much. And then you get indigestion. From that I slept like ten hours the first night, nine hours the next. I mean I do, 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 do. immediate healing, immediate freedom, and I didn't even know what the heck was going on. Does that make any sense? How did I not say that, Becky? Thank you. Yeah, but I mean it was just sometimes what you're going through is not physical. And it's spiritual. And if you ask the Lord, he'll show you. It may take several weeks, several months, several years. I went down for prayer several times. And they said, he's trying to tell you something. Man, I wish he would say it louder. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I need a hearing aid. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see. Let's rock and roll. You know what I mean? Um, okay, I'm just talking now, so... Okay. Thank you all for listening to me. And uh, it was fun. Hope you all got something out of it. Love you all.